Good. Soon to be afternoon, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South and Sugar. As always, it's your boy Devin Hyde, sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lucas Mueller. We are back. We're doing these episodes rapid fire. You want to say out of the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. Also, Devin said that because it's 1159 a.m. Now it is, and it was 1158 (laughs) when I said it, but I just got to, you know, got to keep it real with the people, man, always. So... We are back after about an hour ago talking about Aaron Rodgers and what we think trade packages from the from a trade could look like and what his future holds. Now, we're going to go to our second episode of the day. First time we've ever done this. And what Luke wants us to talk about is some combine. Some NFL combine, looking at some guys, how they ran, who stood out. Now, Luke was a very, very dedicated member of our team, and he watched pretty much the entire combine. I watched absolutely none of it. So Luke will be leading the analysis, and I'm just going to be kind of guiding it with where I think as of now our biggest Packer needs are. Sounds good to me, man. So let's talk Combine. Now, since the Combine, there has been a significant trade. You want to break it down for us, Luke? Not particularly. It makes me mad. But so the Bears, right, which we get to hear a lot about here south of the Cherry Curtain. We do. um, Traded the number one overall draft pick to the Carolina Panthers. Right, which is the last team I wanted them to trade to because Carolina picks ninth. Picked ninth at this point. Mm-hmm. Which means they're going to need to give up more than, say, the Texans or the Colts would have. Significantly. Significantly. Yes. And boy, did they ever. Oh, yeah. Right. So they gave up some picks. They gave up this year. They gave up next year. They gave up a se- You mean first rounders. First, first rounders. Yeah, first rounders. There's, there's a lot of picks here. There are a lot of picks here. I was going to say, let's be a little First more round specific. this year. So number one overall. Goes to the <clears throat> goes to the Panthers and the Bears get nine, right? They get a first. The Bears get a first next year. They also get a second this year, next year. Oh boy, there's a lot of there's mo- lots of picks here. Okay, lots of picks here. They get a second at some point. There's a 2025 pick thrown in there, Ugh. which is in two years. Like it's wild. So lots of picks. On the surface, when I just saw the picks, I was like, okay, well that that seems reasonable. Couple firsts, couple second, whatever. Throw it in there. Good stuff, okay? And then I saw the bombshell, which they say for the end of the tweet. And that is... Luke's a man crush at wide receiver. He is. DJ Moore going to the Bears, man. That makes me very mad because I love DJ Moore. You know I love DJ Moore. Yes, you do. I wanted us to trade our first-round pick this year for DJ Moore at the trade deadline. Still wish we would have done that. Um, Yeah, it makes me sad, man. So the Bears had their hearts set on DJ Moore. The Panthers are like, nah, we're just going to give you another first in 2025. Bears are like, nah, bro, not going to happen. We want DJ Moore. And the Panthers folded, man. It it makes me mad because now Justin Fields has a number one wide receiver. And I get that, Luke. But what I think happened is, is people were vulnerable to our emotions. And I think the Carolina Panthers went to that NFL Combine and they fell in love. I think you're right. And you watched that combine. So walk me through. Who are they taking? Who do they fall in love with? Come oh, on. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I think there's two two options here, given that they were that aggressive to move up. So the number one overall kind of prospect um, at the quarterback position going into the combine is Bryce Young. I don't think that's what they're doing, though. No? I don't. No plot twist? Yeah, I think, given the timing and everything, I think maybe, like you said, they were very impressed with something at the combine. Bryce Young didn't do anything. He literally just weighed in. He got his measurements, and that's it. And they just hung out with a backpack on 
the rest of the time. Talking Maybe to it was a really cool backpack. It's the one they give you at the combine. <laughs> Maybe same as everybody else. Well. I don't know. So he bulked up to 204 pounds, I believe. Uh, he came in at 5'10 and 1 8, uh, which means he's the same size as Kyler Murray, pretty much exactly at the combine. However, he had to work really hard to get 204. Like you could see it in his face. Dude pudged up a little bit. And I, I'm not, don't mean this is a, is a shot to anybody, right? But like that dude played at 180 probably during his career at Alabama. Very thin guy, not built like Kyler at all. He's going to get snapped. Yeah. So clearly his weight was an issue coming into the combine. He obviously bulked up as best he could, and that didn't do a single thing at the combine, which leads me to believe that it's probably not good weight, and I imagine he'll drop that and look more like he did at Alabama entering his first year in the NFL, which I think is a problem given that if you can't bulk up at Alabama, you're not going to bulk up in the NFL. People have gone on record saying that Alabama's weight room, their nutrition, all of that is equal or better than most NFL teams. I'm going to say something that might come off as a dick, but I don't really care. I don't understand how you can be a college or professional athlete. I mean, basically, when you're in Alabama, you're a professional athlete, and how you can't bulk up when you have personal trainers with you for every single workout. You have the absolute best in dietitians. He's a small guy, man. Yeah, but you have enough protein, which is available to you. You don't have the issue like socioeconomic. Like, yeah, not an issue. You there. have the dorms and everything. You can yeah. eat chicken breasts for days. Get three fucking chicken breasts for your lunch and your dinner. Hit the gym. Don't be a baby. Act like you want it. Like, I, I just don't understand. I get like metabolism can be harder, but I just, on this level, I don't get it. Which I, I understand where you're coming from, but he is a slim guy, right? He's not built to be big. I think even if you put on a ton of weight, it would be hard for him to naturally carry 210, 215 pounds. We should start taking a Chipotle with us. That'll help. <laughs> That's fair. People are built differently, Devin. It can be a challenge for some people more than others to bulk up. So I'm saying, I don't, I don't, he's not going to get to 215, right? He's, he's, he's not going to get pencil, there. And then he's going to get snapped. He's not going to be like Russell Wilson, who's been able to bulk up really well. And he, he's a much thicker build, right? More muscled up, has been from the start. And now he plays at 220, whatever it is. Right? He's a little Michelin man. He, now he's probably, you he could probably drop a couple, for being honest, at this point in his career. Hey, man, he's getting older. So I don't think it's Bryce Young, the moral of the story. I think it's one of two guys. I think it is C.J. Stroud. Probably C.J. Stroud. I hope for their, their sake it's C.J. Stroud because he looked phenomenal, right? He tested fine. He He's a good size for a quarterback. He's, he's pretty much prototypical, right? He's not huge. He's not 6'4", 6'5". 230, 240, but he's a good size. He's like average quarterback size, right? Tested fine athletically, but when he threw the ball, it looked different, right? Everything looked easy. Everything was smooth. The ball on the routes was always in the right spot. It took him 20, 30 throws before there was an incompletion, right? Meanwhile, the rest of the quarterbacks that were throwing kind of left and right, bad timing with wide receivers, all that kind of thing. Which is natural. You've never seen these guys before in your life, some of them. But there's one really interesting thing he did, I think, in particular. If he noticed that the timing was off on a route, because they threw, they would throw the same route three in a row to three different wide receivers, that they'd rotate to the next quarterback. If he noticed the timing was off, he would change when he would drop back. So they'd do like, they'd say hike or slap the ball, whatever they would do, depending on the quarterback, to initiate the play. And he would hold as if he was under center for another half tick 
after he snapped the ball, quote-unquote. And then he would enter his drop back to try to ensure the timing was correct each and every time. It's leadership. Right. That's attention to detail. That's you knowing what's going on. That's you recognizing you're dealing with some different circumstances, right? And he doesn't have a cannon, but he th- his deep ball looked good. I mean, he's still able to throw it 60-plus yards. But he's on the money, like, each and every time. And it looks so easy, so smooth. The dude is a professional quarterback. So I think it's probably him. I think. But we got another stud out of Florida. Is this Tebow 2.0? Oh, man. Uh, way more athletic than Tebow and has a rocket for an arm. But how is his heart? Well, you would love him, Devin, because unlike Bryce Young, this dude is jacked. He's 6'4", little over 6'4", 244. Like, that's that's some tight end type stuff. You, don't, you don't need to be jacked for me to like you, just to be clear. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't understand how professional athletes can't bulk up. That's well, all. Anthony Richardson took that to heart, and he most definitely did. All right, AR, I got you. So he is a freak of an athlete, absolute freak. Um, huge arm. Can't hit the broadside of a barn at this point. Needs some work on his mechanics. Overall, they're not terrible, um, but he is a little lazy with the footwork, which isn't surprising given someone of his natural talent ability. Yeah, people don't have to. If you're that talented at that level, you can get away with it. Right, you don't have to be a technician yet, but you're going to have to get there. Oh, yeah. So I said he was 6'4", 244. The man ran 4'4", 3". Do you think he lasts to pick 12? <laughs> bye, I, bye. bye, Jordan Love. I don't, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so, honestly. Uh Freak of an athlete, like third fastest quarterback 40 ever, right? And now Michael Vick and, and Lamar Jackson didn't run at the combine. Lamar is rumored to run like mid four threes, right? But Lamar's a stick, and that was also his pro day, which are always faster. But four four three, that's high-end running back. It's pretty high-end wide receiver speed. You're talking cornerback speed there. And you saw that there was a play he had against um, LSU where he ran past the entire team it was an 80 yard touchdown he ran through the defense and no one could catch him yeah it's something you just don't see it's like Forrest Gump right and this is the this guy's literally the size of a tight end um 40.5 inch vertical crazy <sighs> athlete so super explosive huge guy built can definitely withstand punishment right for a little for a little context cam super athletic quarterback right ran a four six josh allen super athletic quarterback right Ran four seven, so you're talking about somebody with that kind of physical makeup, about an inch shorter, but that physical makeup, but faster, right? And when he threw the deep ball, oh my god, just very lazily drop back like five yards, no big hitch, nothing, just wound up, bam, sixty yards on the dot. Didn't you tell me they were cheering after his? They throws? were like just it, the entire crowd, it, the entire crowd, which I've never heard before at a combine. And it actually wasn't just for him because him and C.J. Stroud were one right after the other. All the quarterbacks are numbered. Every position, every player is. And they go in order each time. And they were like 11 and 12. So it was it was clearly a battle between those two, which was honestly really cool to see. Not something you see a ton of at the Combine. But when he got to the deep throw, they were just slinging it 60-plus yards downfield. Was Richardson 12 or 11? Uh, he was... 12. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. That number so, may be open in Green Bay. So he, uh, that was, was dude's a freak. Accur- had accuracy issues, especially on the, the short to intermediate routes, where Stroud made everything look easy peasy. 
Um, so Richardson has a lot to clean up, but the kind of just the measurables. Oh my God, we've never seen a quarterback like it. The honestly. speed and the cannon. I cannot wait to watch him next year. He's uh, probably going to be terrible to start, and he should not play probably his first year, at least most of it. But he is definitely going to be the Madden quarterback of choice, without a doubt. But if he goes to one of these really struggling franchises, if he goes to the Texans, if he goes to the Colts, there's no way that the GM and the ownership of that team trying to sell tickets cannot start him. I agree, but I'm just saying he shouldn't play. He's oh, not ready. I agree he shouldn't, but he's going to. Yeah, I probably. Let's see if we run him, but he's going to play. Probably. He's got to fix that accuracy issue. He actually he didn't run a ton at Florida, which is interesting. You'd almost like him to run more. So I think in the NFL, he's going to run more. There's going to be a lot more designed runs. Going to be treated a lot more like Justin Fields or Jalen Hurts. Probably a lot like Jalen Hurts, actually. Well, at the college level, I wouldn't be surprised if he knew that he could just run all over those guys. And so you can make the conscious effort not to, to run right. your pocket passing. McNabb did the same thing when he first came to the NFL, right? True. Every, everyone thought it was just going to be a runner. And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to show you that I can stand in here and sling it, work on that part of my game. So that's it's pretty good awareness from the young man. Unfortunately, he was in the 50s for completion percentage. So I'm not sure it actually worked very well. Well, maybe if he just ran the ball, he would have been in the 40s. <laughs> Luke? So basically, everyone hopes he's Josh Allen, right? There's only one Josh Allen. There's only one, and you can point to Cam or somebody like that, but Cam had a much higher pedigree, was the best best college football player in the country for a year. Cam was insane. Right. He was so good that year at Auburn. Um, and Anthony Richardson, just kind of like middle of the road at Florida, right? Just a freak athlete. So we'll see how that happens. I could easily see someone absolutely falling in love with him. I expected him to probably go to Carolina at nine if they had held tight. But at one, I really hope they don't take him, honestly, especially if they just gave up their best wide receiver. They're like proposing on the third date, bro. Like, relax don't, a little bit. Don't do don't that, do man. It. Don't do so it. I think it's probably C.J. Stroud, which will then let the Texans pick Bryce Young. Like, he's been mocked this entire time. So that's what I think will happen. We'll find out. I imagine they fell in love with C.J. Stroud. People are talking. It was one of the best comments they've ever seen. Dude, look completely in control, smooth, everything you want from a quarterback. And even if these guys aren't going to the Packers, you know, we are no more than just Packer fans. We're NFL fans. And even if sometimes we're wishing that those players were on our team, I think both of us do enjoy watching just freak athletes, guys that are just entertaining. Yeah. So it's it's good to see, even if they won't be on our team, a couple of these quarterbacks should be uh, fun to watch on Sundays, as opposed to watching Davis Mills and... <laughs> Baker Mayfield on uh, the Panthers true. and some yeah. of those guys that, oh, yikes. And especially considering that, you know, we're going to have at least one draft pick right in the first round, maybe two. And four quarterbacks will go before we pick. Exactly. So, so we're getting like a top 10 skills pick. Yeah, this is important to us. Yeah. So them showing out at the combine, important and will affect us in a big way. Yeah, stock up for us for sure. All right. So. I watch nothing of this combine. We already know that. However, I am always deeply in tune with our Packer needs. For agency is not official yet, so I'm going to go off of what I know at this time. Devin's Packers projected needs, numero uno. Well, actually, numero uno, A. <laughs> safety. Talk about the safety room real quick. All right, Adrian Amos. I predict he'll be gone. He's going to be 30. He has his worst seasons of Packer. He's expensive. Adrian Amos is going to be gone. Darnell Savage, I believe we saw through last season that his best position is in the slot. Those are two starting safeties. There is rumor that we could move Razul Douglas back to safety. 
I could see it. I would probably think more strong safety because of his body size. But either way, that's one safety spot. Rudy Ford is a free agent. I believe we can get him back on a bargain bin type of deal. I do like him, but I think he's more of a safety three. So I would like us to go safety early as our priority need. Get a stud. You think of someone you draft like a, like a Minka Fitzpatrick. Those type of guys. Not saying we have that in this draft, but you can get someone in the first round who is going to be a day one starter and a difference maker, hopefully better than Hockland Dix. Luke, what do we got? That's quite the setup. I'm sorry to bring you back down to earth, but this ain't that draft. This <laughs> is a bad safety draft. And honestly, after the combine, it got worse. Oh, wonderful. Uh, <laughs> a lot worse. I'm going to leave now. Thank you. Yeah, this is, it was a lot of hype, man. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to start. So the the safety class sucks. Um, I think depth-wise it's not bad, but top, absolute top, top, there's like one guy, and he underwhelmed athletically. The Alabama kid? Yeah, there's actually two Alabama safeties, and, um, and I think I'll get to the second one. <laughs> well, it's doing work out well for us, so maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> They're like two of the top five, though. So, uh, yeah, the, the best safety in the draft is Brian Branch. Um, six foot, 190 pounds, junior out of Alabama. Underwhelmed physically which is kind of a bummer. He was he didn't actually play a ton of safety at Alabama. He played a lot of nickel corner type of thing. Um, for anybody that watches a lot of other football, think like Jimmy Ward's position. Oh, you and the, Jimmy Ward. On San Francisco. But that's what he does, right? Uh, Jimmy Ward was originally a, a safety for San Francisco. Then he was a corner, and then now he's kind of a nickel thing, and he's found his home. Fun fact, longest tenured 49er on the team. Huh, weird, right? Um, so Brian Branch. Six feet tall, not a good athlete. He ran four five eight, right? And you think, okay, it's well, like maybe, Josiah numbers. Maybe he's right. Maybe he's explosive, but doesn't have long speed. That's fine, right? A lot of safeties aren't like super super high end athletes now. Thirty four inch vertical jump, ten ten and a half foot broad jump. Broad okay. jumps all right. Vertical jumps, nah. You know, so you don't see a lot of explosion. He didn't do um, the agility drills. Rep 14 for the bench press, which is he's a pretty strong kid. Um, 14 to 225? Yeah. You could do more, couldn't you? I don't know right now, but I definitely could <laughs> at one point. Yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> saying something. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know what to do with him because slot corner, nickel corner, he's basically best played at the position we play Savage at. Certainly. Not branch. We got to branch on from that one. The problem is he's really the only good one. Uh, well, then maybe okay, maybe. But, but then. let me let me talk through a couple more because I do I do have a couple guys. Um, the problem is that it's a lot of slot corner type safety guys, and but they don't have the athleticism to back it up. So the one guy I do kind of want to highlight because there's a couple here. There's JL Skinner out of Boise State, bad athlete, decent size. Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M, bad athlete, decent size. So I think we we need some size. Right, I'm thinking more like Amos personally, is kind of where my head's at. So that leads me to the other Alabama safety, Jordan Battle. Great name. That's a great name. Him and Skinner. Let's draft both those guys. Savage and Battle back there. That's oh. pretty cool. <laughs> this guy's six one two oh nine. Ran four five five, which is okay, but he's bigger. Right, he's a little bit bigger, a little bit heavier, um, a little bit more of your traditional type box kind of do it all safety right 
um, one of the comparisons I've seen a lot with him is Justin Reed. We could use Justin, Justin Reed. Justin Reed is solid. I, I like that. take that level play. Right? He's got some good size, some good speed. I think he could he could step in and play, um, and he's not going to be a first-round pick, I, I don't believe, unless somebody absolutely falls in love with him. So I don't think safety is probably the play for us here unless we really love Brian Branch and we think he can play our kind of Adrian Amos, uh, Rudy Ford-ish type position, right? Because I assume Savage can be in the slot like you do. But yeah, just underwhelming. Underwhelming, man. Not not a lot there, honestly, until a couple later rounds. I don't think it's going to be a first round first rounder for us. I think hopefully we get somebody in free agency. This is why you're my co-host, because you took that thought right out of my head. This list that I have, I just had I had four and then kind of a fifth one listed as, a, as my top needs going into the, the offseason. I think I said the draft before we started. But yeah, I mean, any, either of these, you know, any of these needs can be fixed either through free agency, the draft, or even a trade. So looking at safety, we can get into it more later. But like there's Von Bell, there's a couple other guys we've talked yeah, about guys. that could fit that need. But it's nice that we have our little teaser here and we can look about, okay, safety. Hopefully that's one we hit in free agency because sounds like the draft class not a lot is there. not going to be what we need. We no. could you know, supplement it. We could take Von Bell and then take one of those guys as a project in third, yeah. fourth, fifth round. Yeah, I'd be good with that. I'd be very happy with that. But it sounds like it might be a little difficult for us to get a day one starter. This is why I'm a co-host. Thank you, sir. All right, number two. Oh, sorry, 1B, whatever. I'm the absolute worst. <laughs> 1B, projected needs, tight end. We have McHenry's own, Big Bob, Roberto Grande, Big Bobbert. Every other name that Luke calls him. <laughs> Big Bobbert right now is going to be a free agent. Yeah. There is a chance we bring him back on a vet min, even if we do. Luke keeps on saying he's hoping that, uh, you know, a year out of that ACL, we're going to see more the Big Bob that we know Man and love. Dream. And I just, what? Man can dream. I thought you said neck injury. And I was like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> and I'm forgetful. But, yeah, I, I just don't know if we're going to see that. So, even, even you know, when we bring back Big Bob, we're not sure. Mercedes Lewis is either retired or he's a tackle. I'm sorry. Tyler Davis, eh, I don't even know. I don't know what this status and Josiah is a fullback so we need a tight end this position though is one that I believe that we can hit some of the safety too but I actually know some <laughs> tight ends Dalton Kincaid the kid out of Iowa so Luke break it down for me who are we taking with tight end or maybe Mr. Mayor oh man this what a draft class for tight ends Woo! this is the exact opposite man I they're all it. athletic freaks like literally everybody you can think of in this draft class athletic freaks so we got Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State athletic freak we got Dalton Kincaid, athletic freak. We got Michael Mayer, actually not an athletic freak. He's probably the least athletic tight end that I'm going to mention. But he's lucky. Yes, he went to Notre Dame. And he's overall very good. He's a very solid, well-rounded tight end. Athletically, think kind of TJ Hawkinson, who's not like top-tier athlete, but like pretty good athlete. And I think he's going to be a nightmare for defenses. Michael Mayer, pretty close to Michael Myers. Okay, we're moving energy on. I love. We got Darnell Washington, who everyone's like, oh my God, this is Mercedes, but young. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're missing another one. Who I have. Oh, I, I got more, man. You I better. Got more. You better. I got more. I got Sam Laporta from Iowa, right? Pound the table for that, man. And I got Zach Kuntz out of Old Dominion. Project, but good God almighty. So we'll get to him last because he's he's definitely further down the, the list here. But I think if we're talking first round, I don't think we're going to do Darnell Washington, although I'll touch on him in a second. I think really it's probably Musgrave, Kincaid, or Mayer. 
Mayer, really good overall tight end, ran a 4-7. Um, so that's kind of the, the floor of athleticism in this in this draft class, at least of ones that we're realistically going to take. There were some guys that were less athletic, but he tested the worst. But overall, he's a really good blocker, really good receiver, came up big for Notre Dame. Um, people have kind of even mentioned like his routes are Kelsey-esque, his ability to get free underneath, that type of thing. Soft hands, really quality tight end, but not that top-tier athlete that some of these other guys are. So Luke Musgrave, dude's an athlete, right? This this tight end class is, is something else. I love it. I absolutely love it. So Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State, 6'6", 253, ran a 4'6", 36-inch vertical. That's pretty good for a tight end, right? It's exceptional. In any other class, you'd think it's exceptional here. It's just kind of par for the course, <laughs> for being honest. Like, these dudes are crazy. So he would be awesome because we're talking about we want a receiving athletic tight end, right? That's kind of what we're looking for. Um, pre-injury Big Bob, except these guys are all honestly more athletic, but similar size. So outside of him, we got Dalton Kincaid, who a lot of people talked about. 6'4", 246, a little bit smaller, just a little bit. Pretty much the same size as Anthony Richardson, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't didn't run at the combine or anything, but on tape, really good receiver, not a great blocker, definitely a receiving tight end, right? But athletic... Some people have kind of talked about like young Zach Ertz. Okay. Type of thing. I can see that. Okay. Musgrave is a little bit more. Here's a good way to book it, to think of it for anybody who's familiar with Philadelphia tight ends. Dalton Kincaid's more Zach Ertz. Okay. Luke Musgrave's a little more Dallas Goddard. Okay. Both good receiving options, but do it a little differently. One's a little bit bigger, the other one a little more athletic. Darnell Washington is a beast of a human. <laughs> Dude is wild. Uh, he is just just a mammoth of a human. He is 6'7", 264, and ran a 464. Mercedes all over again, like you said. Correct. He's young Mercedes because Mercedes was an athletic freak when he was young, right? People forget that because he's you know as old as a dinosaur at this point. <laughs> but dude was, was athletic. So Darnell, not a ton of explosion, not a good broad jump, not a good vertical. However... His some of his agility drills were second overall for all pass catchers, including wide receivers. Which is so unnatural when you're like, that tall. Doesn't make sense. Right. Does not make sense at all. So he is a huge. Now I have some trepidations. Yeah, because he's so big that even with that agility score, like watching some tape on him, he just doesn't. I worry about some of the the shorter routes. Is he going to be able to get in and out of breaks? Because it didn't really look like he did a ton of that at Georgia. So he tested well agility-wise, but he, he definitely lumbers. He's fast, but he lumbers. It's difficult not to lumber when you're that size. So think a little bit like when, when you're trying to picture him, crazy hands, by the way, made an insane catch on a kind of a goal line fade type drill at the combine. Crazy. Think Gronkish, how how he moves, right? And how he blocks, actually. That's a pretty good comp. That's that's his height. I don't think he's necessarily going to get there because obviously there's one of one for Gronk. But what an athlete. What what a mountain of a man and what an athlete. Then we kind of come to Sam Laporta out of Iowa, your boy, who was kind of, well, he plays for Iowa, so you have no idea if he's good or not because that offense is from the Stone Age. They might as well run the triple option. They're he, terrible. He is a tight end from Iowa. Stay in your lane. I'm just saying, you never know. There's a reason why Kittle didn't get drafted high, because you don't know if they're good, because they don't throw the football. 
or they have a terrible quarterback all the time. Anyways, he tested well. He ended up running a four five nine, which yeah. is better than people thought. So yeah, he did. He's athletic, really good receiving tight end. Um, can also block because at Iowa you have to because you don't throw the football, so you got to be able to run block. Um, Devin's just staring daggers at me right now. So he'd be a great option in a in a little bit later round. I don't mean like fifth sixth round, like but three four. Yeah, but he could be two three four somewhere in that range for sure. I think one of my mocks. It's exactly what I did. Yeah. And then there's one guy I want to bring up, Zach Coons. He could be a flyer. Redshirt senior, so he's old. He's old. But he's 6'7", 255, and ran a 4'5'5". Ooh. You can't teach that, man. Nope. 40-inch vertical on a dude that's 6'7". Good God. Man, I mean, he is... Just just toss it up over the middle. Let him go get it. Yeah, just crazy athlete. He would need some seasoning, to put it lightly. Um, but I could definitely see if we do some... If we feel like we bolster the tight end room some other way, maybe take him later on. Kind of a more athletic Mike Jasicki type of type of deal, that kind of body type. So that's kind of where I fall. I think in the first round we could definitely be looking at I don't know, fifteen's pretty high. Thirteen's even higher. So I I would be comfortable taking one of these guys in the second. One of them's gonna fall. They're gonna have to. We could trade back, depending on or if we um, trade back next need what looks like, but we could definitely trade back. If we back. trade back, I could definitely see us taking some of the, one of those guys. But I think fifteen's pretty rich for me. It sounds like so far 15 is pretty rich for all of our, I mean, the two needs are going over so far. Oh, well, that's going to change for the next one, so let's get to it. Oh, yeah. And you know what? So my, I had originally third and fourth, and I'm going to flip them. So I'm going to say our third need, but this may be the first pick of our draft. I said my third need is, but jump if it's hot, wide receiver. So let's talk about wide receiver room, right? So Randall Cobb, free agent, Lazard, free agent, Sammy Watkins, we let go during the season. So we have the holy trinity of rookies from last year. Christian, the Dr. Watson, Romeo drops Dobbs, and Samara, I'm open all day to Ray. And that's it. So I know personally we've been linked to, I want to say it's USC receiver, Jackson Smith, Nishma. Ohio State. Ohio State. I mean, same thing, basically. I know he's a big slot guy. Really fast. How about you let me take it over? Exactly. I was going to say, I'm going to stop Okay, so yeah, because he's not fast. Really, there's two guys in the first round. Um, Jalen Hyde had a lot of buzz coming out of this last season. Oh, my God, such a deep threat. And then he runs a 4-4 flat, which is like, okay, well, that's just, that's fast, but it's not like, people, were, people were talking like Tyreek fast, no. and he just, it didn't happen. It's also six foot, 170-some pounds. Too small for us. We don't draft skinny guys like that. MVS was a little bit different because he was tall, carried more weight. But really, that's kind of how the entire draft goes for wide receivers outside of like two, three guys. Really little. They're really little. Like, like five eight, five nine, five ten, 175 pounds little. Like that's <laughs> most of these guys. So I'm gonna touch on the couple that aren't because we don't take people that size. No, we're very sizest. Especially early on in the draft. Like we're there's only a couple options for us. So there's Quentin Johnson out of TCU, physical freak. Um, didn't run at the combine, but he's six three, six four can jump really big catch radius um probably would run like a 4-4 flat type of thing but he's got a lot more size to him than Jalen Hyatt so really bouncy guy type of thing kind of like a a basketball build if that makes sense can really go up in high point some questions on his hands consistency wise but overall could still make really incredible catches played some of his biggest games in the biggest moments which was good even though he's injured towards the end of the year uh, people don't seem super high on him, but definitely prototypical outside receiver built, for sure, if that makes sense. I think the other guy is JSN, for sure, Jackson Smith and Jigba. 
um, out of Ohio State, 6'1", like 190. So he meets kind of our metrics. Didn't run. He's going to run slow at his pro day. Probably 4'6", I would say. Um, but had the best agility drills of anybody there. So I'm thinking you're hoping Jarvis Landry, Keenan Allen type vibe there. And can you imagine with Watson and Dubs on the outside, that could be filthy, sir. That would be. That would be. So I think he's he's a real – we have a real shot with him. I, th- I think we could take him in the middle of that first round for sure because I think he fits what we want outside of maybe speed, but he would fill a hole beautifully. Crazy good route runner, very good hands. Um, put up some great numbers in a very good wide receiver room there at Ohio State because they're just cranking people out at this point. I could see that. Really, there's only like Jordan Addison too small and ran too slow. He's somebody that was mocked to us early on. He's another. He's like five eleven, six foot, one hundred seventy some pounds. He's just too small. And you got to be quicker. And he ran like small. four five five. That's just not going to cut it. In the not going to do it. So one guy I do like maybe in the second round, Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee. Dude's jacked. So at least if you're going to be slow, at least be big. Oh yeah, right? punish people. So dude's six three two twenty. Ooh, ran four five, four five five. I think so. In my like slightly slower AJ Brown build, like when he was doing receiving drills, he really stood out because the dude looked like a man compared to most of these other guys. So think like jacked AJ Brown type type of vibe. We're not to DK Metcalf yet, but definitely probably in the AJ Brown build. You give me a, a somewhat DK. Yeah, very excited. It's so that's I I think he could be there. He's old. He's Richard Senior. Um, but before Jalen Hyatt kind of broke out, he was the guy. Not so much this last year, but the year before that, over a thousand yards, tons of touchdowns. So I think he could be, he could be a guy we look at if we don't take someone in the first round, just because he's going to fit us build wise and good enough athlete. I mean, that's like the same forty time as uh, Lazard. That's kind of what you're looking at. Actually, similar to Devontae too. So we don't always need the top, top, top tier speed, but he's not small and he's not super slow. Unlike the vast majority of these people, so that's kind of where the in my head that's that's where I'll leave it. So now my fourth need, not the, not the biggest one, obviously it's edge. So we got Rashawn Gary coming back from his ACL. We hope he should be ready for September. We'll see because he tore it what October. Yeah, I believe so. So Gary, but we'll see when he's one hundred percent. Yeah, Preston is getting up there in age, and then uh, JJ Anikabari, who showed a lot of flashes his rookie years. A, uh, rookie out of South Carolina, and then you have like Jonathan Garvin, Tipa, and Ladarius Hamilton. We also did have the Justin Hollins that's good in the, uh, the limited time we had him for, but he's Agreed. a free agent. He might have played too well to come back under that minimum contract. So between the age of Preston and the the questionability of position number four, I think Edge would be a spot that we should draft somebody as well. Really good draft for Edge. Ton of depth. Ton of depth. Um, you got some top end guys, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, both really good athletes. They're not going to be there when we pick. So we're going to skip them. I'm only going to highlight a couple because legitimately there may be 20 guys that get taken in the first two rounds. So we're not going to name all of them. I'm going to highlight a couple. <laughs> That's about it because there's so many. And once again, they're all freaks. Like everyone ran crazy fast. These are all monsters. Really good group here. So a lot of depth. Think we could definitely hope that some a really high end one falls to us in the first or second round. So I'll kind of start with the guy that blew up the combine, Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Plus he's from Georgia. Oh, so then he's going to us for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, crazy athlete from Georgia. We don't draft those. Never. A uh, little undersized, I would say. He's on the lighter side. We normally like bigger, bulkier um, type outside linebackers. He's only six two, two thirty eight. 
Yeah, that right? feels like gone in the wind. It does, but I mean, we're talking Hassan Reddick, right? He he blew up the playoffs and had a fantastic regular season, and that's kind of similar size, right? So he ran a four three nine, right? That's wild. Forty one and a half inch vertical jump. Like I said, gone with the wind. Like that dude is a crazy athlete. Not a ton of production in college, but when you're on that Georgia defensive line, people are getting rotated all the time. Everyone eats, but nobody eats a ton, right? You're not going to get double-digit sacks on most of those guys. So he's never going to be a a run stuffer, right? He's never going to really set that edge like Preston. He's just not big enough for it. However, he could definitely, I think, carve out kind of a Hassan Reddick pass rusher for hire type vibe to him, you know, where he comes in. That's his job. Like, he's going to rush the passer because he's way more athletic than anybody's going to try to block him. And you could you could pair him with Gary. Yeah. And then you have JJ and Preston on first and second down. It would work. That's not bad. Yeah, That's not bad at work. all. The other guy I want to highlight, uh, Lucas Van Ness. Oh, right? hell yeah. This is 100% a Packer pick. So Lucas Van Ness didn't even start at Iowa. Didn't even start there. He Iowa's was a backup own. on Iowa. Iowa's own. Well, my guy's from Barrington. So... He's Barrington's he own. He, he can be both. He right? looks like the most Barrington human that's ever lived. Because, um, good God. If but you're from the area, you know. You, you, you know. 6'5", know. <laughs> 272. Um, really good size on him. That's ran a 4.58. 31-inch vertical, so not the most explosive, but had decent agility and strength. Really, uh, this is a project, a little bit. Good athlete. Needs to refine some skills. Testing-wise... He's very, and I texted you this, incredibly similar to Rashawn Gary. Similar size, within an inch, within three pounds of each other. Ran the exact same 40. Had a 10-yard split that was one hundredth off of each other. Like, very similar to Gary. And went to a big school and underproduced there. Green Bay would be the perfect place for him to go. The perfect mentor for him would be Rashawn Gary. 100%. So if you want two Rashawn Garys, you want Lucas Van Ness. Yeah, I want to Rashawn Gary's, his, and I want another Iowa lineman, of course. His teammates called him Hercules. Yeah, dude, that man is jacked. He is. He is a man god. So so that's kind of where I'm going to leave Edge, because there's so many guys, that I'll just leave it at those two. All right. Should we share the fifth one, or should we save that for our surprise, surprise, for our uh, our actual mock drafts? We'll save it for our actual mock drafts. Okay. I think so, too, because, I mean, half of that fifth need is very important and close to my heart, and I need to be able to make sure I can give actual names for it. Absolutely. I got a couple guys ready and waiting. Hell yeah. Luke, wonderful job. Thank you for watching the the Combine. I will be much more familiar with these guys when it comes down to our actual mock draft. But until then, folks, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.